Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one spiritually uplifting page of Talmud a day. If you're listening to this podcast today, as the entire world is struggling to contain the coronavirus, there's a good chance you're socially distancing yourself at home, cut off from the rhythm of daily life. This new situation presents many difficulties. First, there's the real threat of infection, of course, particularly for those of us whose immune systems are compromised. Then there's loss of income and having to simultaneously care for children while attempting to get a little bit of work done. None of these are good things, and we pray that they will be over soonest. But if you stop and think about it for a moment, this strange new situation is teaching us another lesson, an important one, a lesson about time. How do we manage our time? Most days, we try to cram as much as we can into the limited waking hours at our disposal. We drink our coffee while rushing the kids to school, maybe, or wolf down our lunch at our desk at work while answering emails and phone calls. We're forever mindful of the clock because there's always some other thing we absolutely have to get done today which is why so many of us, when enjoying a rare sliver of free time sometime in the evening, do nothing more than collapse on the couch, Netflix, and chill. And then came the virus. Suddenly, you can't leave the house. You can't run around. Many of us are working from home, and many more of us have children whose schools have been closed. Suddenly, Time got, well, distilled. The 15 minutes you used to spend rushing to meet that school bus in the morning, gone. The hour-long weekly meeting at work, it doesn't happen now. No more occasional chats with office mates or late-night runs to the supermarket. Suddenly, we all have to learn how to manage our time from the very beginning. It's not easy. But being a week into something looking a lot like a quarantine now, I have to say that this new dynamic is not altogether unpleasant. First, if you can't leave your house, there's no more tension between the public and the private domain. The subject, our tractate, Shabbat, discussed in great detail for its first eight pages. There's only the private domain, the home, and in it, a few tasks that need to be done. A few to-dos at work, a few things the kids have to study or read for school. But when to do all that, and in what order, is entirely up to us to figure out. It's like we get our entire daily calendar to do completely anew. It's like we have our routine to reinvent. And so our family came up with a schedule of its own, a new one for all of us. One that begins by asking, what's truly important and essential? And what was always just, well, Kind of a waste of time. In today's pages, the Talmud does precisely the same thing. Having finished its long and protracted discussion of carrying on Shabbat, aren't you glad it did? It prepares for a much larger discussion of our holy day of rest, a discussion that begins, appropriately enough, by talking about time itself. With regard to one's daily conduct, the Mishnah says, A person may not sit before the barber adjacent to the time of Mincha, the afternoon prayer, until he recites the afternoon prayer. Why these specific restrictions on these particular activities? The Gemara, 
as it always does, elaborates. Why may he not sit before the barber adjacent to the time of Mincha? Due to a decree, lest the scissors break, and considerable time pass until they repair the scissors or obtain others. When the Mishnah says a person may not enter the bathhouse adjacent to Mincha, it is prohibited, even if he is entering just to sweat. Ab initio, why may he not enter? Due to a decree issued by the sages, lest he faint in the bathhouse, and considerable time elapse until he recovers. This goes on. Why may he not enter the tannery adjacent to Mincha, even if he intends just to examine the skins? The Gemara explains, due to the concern that perhaps he will notice damage to his merchandise and become anxious and come to restore what was ruined. And why, the Gemara goes on, may he not enter to eat a meal adjacent to the time of Mincha? Well, because, it says, there is concern that perhaps he will come to extend his meal for a long time. The Talmud is teaching us a very important lesson here, one that is particularly relevant to us today. You may think, it says, that you're the master of your time, but time is no one's servant. Time moves on. We try to stuff a dozen activities into an afternoon, and we end up failing because we're human and therefore fabulously flawed. We tell ourselves we'll only check our work email for a minute, and then we spot some troublesome message from our boss, and then we become too anxious and too distracted to focus on whatever it is we were doing. We tell ourselves in the evening that we'll only sit down on the couch for one minute and close our eyes and get a quick rest, and next thing we know... We've woken up with a start only to discover it's already the middle of the night. Time, as the saying goes, flies, and the rest of us just try to catch up. The Talmud knows that, of course, and so it warns us. Prayer and intimate conversation with God cannot be rushed. It must be approached with a clear mind and an open heart. Therefore, we should make sure we attend to it first before the banalities of the day take hold, before we find ourselves racing against time. Do the important things first, the Talmud tells us, and do them with kavanah, or meaning. Be fully present when you do them, or as Ram Das, the great philosopher we lost recently, famously put it, be here now. When the sacred is out of the way, then and only then, you could dive right into the mundane. What's sacred to you? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's time with your family. Maybe it's both or something else. Whatever it is, now that so many of us get to rearrange our own schedule, to remake our time and do so from the safety of our very own most private domain, we should begin with this important Talmudic reminder. Everything takes time. So place those things that require intentionality and have real meaning in the center of your day. The rest of the humdrum, the meetings and the meals and the business and the general upkeep, that can be rushed if absolutely needed. And so, friends, I hope these days aren't too harsh and that we will all soon emerge healthy, from our strange conditions, and once again congregate and eat and laugh and pray together. Until then, we have time, and courtesy of today's pages, a very good idea on how to begin managing it. 
This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoyed this show, please go rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly section of Reading Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.